Welcome back to The Perspective. I am your host, Ethan Michael, and alongside me is my co-host, the one and only Brain Bug. Brain Bug, how's it going? How's it going? Hello, everybody. Good to uh, good to be on here tonight. Uh, glad to get back going. Uh, we had some interesting calls the last time, and uh, hopefully we'll get some more interesting calls in tonight. Yeah, I'm ready. We've already got one lined up. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I have a few other people who said they would uh, like to call as well. Um, yeah. One of the things I did want to get into, although I don't want to, you know, keep the caller waiting, is I did want to talk about witches, but I can go into that later. Um, for those just tuning in, this is a weekly broadcast where you are welcome to call us and talk to us about anything supernatural, God, witches, ghosts, and even aliens. Yeah, that's right, aliens. So all you have to do is call the number. It is at the it is not at the bottom of the screen. I should have had that ready. Um, the number is, give me like 30, 20. 951-364-2430. Or Thank you for having that. 951-ENGAGE-ZERO. <laughs> I usually have it at the bottom of the screen and the banner's not going up. Damn it. <laughs> well, we got into, I know in the YouTube uh, uh, world, you got it right there with the, with the, the title of the video. I don't know about on the other streaming services you're using on Facebook. I don't have that pulled up, but that's the number 951-364-2430. Give us a call if you have a supernatural claim or just want to talk about a supernatural experience. Yeah. Right. Are you ready to get into our first caller? Do this. Awesome. All right. We have Gretchen. Gretchen, you are on with Ethan and Brainbug. How are you? I'm fine. How are you guys? I'm doing well. Hi, Gretchen. Hi. Well, I have had experiences with God since childhood. What kind of experiences? Well, when I was eight, I mean, I had visions of the Garden Eden. And, like, I never, my parents were not churchgoers. And we never talked about God. So it's just God's always been a, a part of my life. At, at what, what age? But a guy, I'm sorry. At, at what age did What? Uh, at what age did God? About eight. About eight, eight years old? Age eight. Yeah, seven or eight. And could you give us an example of one of the times you experienced God? Well, I'll give you the really strange one that happened over the course of like a couple of decades. So I'll start with that one. Sure. Well, when I was a teenager, I always felt like God was communicating with me. And like one day I was sitting on the floor with my knees bent and like this ghostly tequila worm came out of my left calf. I was like, okay, that's weird. Did you say a tequila worm? And that was like worm? 1985. Yeah, a tequila worm, a ghostly tequila worm Could came you... out of my left calf. So can you just, uh, sorry, I'm a, uh, a little confused. What do you mean by a ghostly uh, tequila worm? I was sitting on the floor with my knees bent, and then like I saw this ghostly tequila worm come out of my left calf. It like throw like, out? But then it happened again 20 years later, or like in 2002. Hmm. 
can you when you say but this time the I was sitting on the floor with my knees bent then I didn't even think about that like what happened to me when I was a teenager but it came back out of my left calf again but this time it left like a pussy bump that turned into a mole the first time it didn't leave any marks so how do you know it was like for example ghostly and not uh you know actually a bug or uh, you know, if it was actually a bug, I would have felt it. It would have been flushy. I mean, it was gone. There was nothing there. So it was it was tra- like translucent. Uh, when you say ghostly, like you could see through it, or just that it wasn't physical. I could see it, but you know, it was like a ghost. It, I saw it. And it just disappeared, basically. And this has happened tw- but- twice to you. Twice, and the second time it actually left a pussy bump that turned into a mole. The first time it didn't leave any skin skin lesions, but it did the second time. So I'm just trying to, so if you could, I'm trying to uh, picture this in my head. You saw something come out of your calf and then it disappeared. Yes, Yes, it was a worm. Worm. It was like, it looked like a tequila worm. It was, it wasn't like an actual worm. It was like a ghostly worm. And it just, uh, by the way, I just adjusted my volume. Uh, Let me know if that's better. uh, Best name. Have you had, uh, like, uh, did you go to the doctor to get this inspected? No. Uh, I mean, I know that it was supernatural I'm, I'm not worried about it but anyway i've been like reared like as a freemason by god himself since a young age and i think this might have something to do with that did you say you're a freemason i said i've been raised as one by god himself god raised you as a freemason kid um, huh? How did God raise you? Sorry, Rainbow. No, you're fine. I mean, I, I had this. Uh, like, well, the worm thing that fits into the same year. Oh, the worm that like, falls the stone. Like, so I read it and I was like, what? And then, like, I mean, just I had visions my entire life, like of Masonic symbols and things like that. And nobody in my family's Freemason. So, you know, that's it. It's just part of my life. Masonic symbols. Ooh, that's that's super interesting. So you get visions of them? Like they, they come into your mind or? Yes. Yes. I mean, and I've been, you know, it's just been a really big part of my life. So let's look. You know, and nobody first. in my family is a Freemason, but it's, in my soul, it's in my soul. I believe in souls. So let's uh, let's jump back for a second, so we could just uh, tackle one thing. When did God start raising you, and how do you know it was God? Okay, when I was like I said, around seven or eight, when I started having visions of the Garden Eden, and my we never even went to church or talked about God or anything in my family. Do you think that 
you know, these could have just possibly been visions and not necessarily directly connected to God? Well, there's more to the story. Okay. Um, and then when I became a teenager, it got more intense, like Samir, the worm. And then seeing it, you know, twice in like a 20-year period was really interesting. Okay, but also in 2000, I mean, it was just in my soul to erect the ancient monocle, the all-seeing eye, you know, that's in the triangle. Um, I was just so have you uh, passionate one night, and uh huh. Have, have you uh like researched the the Freemasons? Well, since I well yeah because um. You know, I've been dealing with this my whole life before I even did any research. So you had these images in your head. That you just didn't have a... uh, So you had these images in your head. You just didn't have a name for them. And then you went and looked up uh, about the Freemasons. And that's kind of where you learned what these things were called. Because you you said some of the names of the symbols and stuff. Some of the symbology. Um, Exactly. Okay. Okay, go on. I didn't want to interrupt. I just I just wanted to clarify what you were how how you knew uh, the information about the Freemasons that you did know. Okay. Um, anyway, like I just had like intense visions for years, and you know I wasn't even raised as a Freemason. Nobody in my family was Freemason. Then two thousand, like I was feeling really passionate about everything in the world. And one night I listened to two songs by Donna Summer back to back over and over. I was just so compelled to do it. So and then could. I was interacting with the music. I was okay. interacting with the music. And then at one point I created like a triangle, glass triangle out of beach sand. So and then, real quick, Gretchen, because uh, you're throwing a, a lot out here, and I'd really like to try and uh, just address one thing at a time. Um, could we jump back? Okay. Could we jump back to God for a second? Yeah. Okay. Um, how, like, for example, you got these these visions, and you believe those visions was God raising you? Is 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 that accurate? Yes, it is. So. For example, I have, you know, visions and memories. Um, how do I know that's God and not just my, my, uh, my, like my imagination or my brain creating this for me? But I mean, nobody in my family were Freemasons. Nobody around me was. Why would I have this inclination? Personally, I wasn't raised that way. That's, I mean, that's so, except that's a for really maybe by question. God Himself. So, how, um, what made you jump to God? Or I should say, what is your confidence level that it is God? Like, if I had to ask you to rate it from zero to a hundred percent, where are you at on that? A hundred percent. You're a hundred percent confident that it was. Uh, it was a hundred percent confident that it's God. What What would it take to convince you that it wasn't God? 
Huh? What would it take to convince you that it wasn't God? Well, I could never be convinced it wasn't God. If you had, if you knew the scope of it, then you'd understand why I'm convinced that it was God or is God. Did uh, God explain what the worm was to you? Yes. The worm is Samur. It's a Masonic worm that polishes stones. I don't know the full reasoning or details of why he did that yet. How how often do you communicate with uh, God? Every day. Do you think, uh, like, does he listen to you? Does he engage with you back and forth? Yeah. Do you think you would be able to ask him um, if there is anything he can say to you that would convince us that, uh, you know, God's directly communicating with you? Or, you know, could God, uh, could you ask God to reveal himself to, like, myself or Brainbug? I do ask, I do suggest this regularly. Is it easy for you to establish a line of communication with him? Yes. So, like, say I asked you to ask him right now to reveal himself to us. Would he, would he uh, respond? <laughs> I would hope so. Would you mind asking? I want him. Okay. Maybe he's just using me to do it. Yeah, can, maybe. Can oh. he show us the worm? Can we can we see it? Is yes. That, that if you could say, hey, can you make? Uh, <laughs> did you say shamer? Can can you ask it? See if it'll it'll make shamer appear. Shamer. Shamer. The karma. Okay, I mean, I could suggest it, but if he actually did it, that would be up to him. I mean, yeah, it'd be possible because if they, if this was something Brainbug and I could, you know, investigate, uh, that would be great. Okay, well, that's up to God. You know, I know y'all hear that all the time. No, you, and, and that's fine. You don't have to do it right this second, but if you do, I don't. Do you, if you do, do you pray to it, or if you just speak directly to? If you do, could you reach I out to us directly? Basically, I don't pray. Okay. Uh, if you ask for it, uh, let us know so we can be on the lookout for this response that'll convince us. Because uh, <laughs> God would know how to convince us. I mean, right? I, I would assume so that God would know how to convince us that He was God. Like you, you seem very convinced. Like you're very uh, convinced that uh, yes, very that, that your experience was real. I would like that that. Uh, Conviction. I would like to have that, you know, cut and dry. This is this is it, and, and, and do away with all doubt about it. I would love to have that. But what would be the purpose of him bringing a ghostly worm to you? What would be the purpose of that? I mean, because then that would be something um, that we could actually see and you know quite possibly investigate. Well, maybe it's. I believe that this is going to come into fruition. So I believe that one day you will view the supernatural. 
do you by chance have any any photographs of the the wound you sustained from the ghostly work? Um, well, I mean, I could take a picture. It's oh. just, it's a mole now. Okay. It's right. a mole now. I'll, I'll load it up on Facebook later for you. Are you, are you on my Facebook? Well, I'm, I'm on, I'm one of the mods in Phillips group. Oh, on the atheist and G. God Morris. believers? Oh, G. G. Morris, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I think you I that. How are you? I'm sorry. <laughs> I am good. That's fine. And, but I know exactly what God looks like. Ooh, a description. In the constellation Orion is a representation of him. He's a small, red-headed, green-eyed man. And he personally came to visit me in that form in 2003. And he was wearing a black graduation cap and robe. I mean, I would definitely love to have uh, him... If you could, maybe he could give me one of these ghostly worms. Like, not that I want a worm crawling well, in mean, my body. Well, I mean, I would but... like him to do that, but I can't. It's not something I can make him do. Of course. It's, it, it depends on if it's his will or not to do it. But, well, I, mean, I, w I mean, I personally would like that. Yeah, if you could ask I him. wouldn't mind. Um, yeah, that would be that would be great. I would love the opportunity to... Well, I don't want a bug crawling inside me. That freaks me out. You know, hey, if this will if if this will get me to to a belief in God or will get God to, you know, reveal himself to me, hey, worm me up. Send me a bunch of them. Well, I will yeah, I will have a long talk with him later about it. <laughs> Actually, I'm having a talk with him about it right now, but whether it's his will or not, I don't know. Did he have an accent? Um, that how you knew he was Irish? What 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 led you to believe that the uh, that uh, redhead and green eyes? Sure, if you know those are very uh, Celtic uh, physiological traits. But did he did he speak with an Irish accent? Or did he tell you he was Irish? Okay, look, God has been like bugging me my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that in a pun way. No offense, Daddy, but um. In 2003, I was looking at a Swami picture of the day on the computer. No, no, I know. It just sounds like a normal day. And um, the, the Horsehead Nebula was on there. Bernard 33 in the Constellation Orion. And then I noticed, I was just drawn. It looked like the head of a red-headed man under the black horsehead object. Full facial features and red hair. Mm. I was like, wow. You know, I just beautiful okay, and now and then I walked up and got from the computer. I got up from the computer just to go on about my day, and then he actually visited me in that form. Okay, it's like when I walked away from the computer, it felt like my body opened up and it got all black and starry inside, and then this small red <laughs> green eye man wearing a black graduation cap and robe, descended into my body and started communicating with me. He made it clear that he has been the one that's raising me my entire life. And he has a really pretty voice. He sounds like Truman Capote. Ooh. He has like an, a feminine voice. It's really pretty. 
Well, I would like to hear that voice one day. That's for sure. I mean, uh, him speaking. Well, if you listen to Truman Capote talk, yes. If you even if you listen to Latham and Gashgar sing, he sounds very similar to that too. He has a really pretty voice. Awesome. And he's from the Horsehead Nebula. I mean, that's where you saw him at. Yes, the Horsehead Nebula is a representation of him. Underneath the black horse's object, it looks as though it, there's a head of a red-headed man with full facial features blowing smoke out of his mouth. Now, I call the black horse's object on top of his head, I, I call it a cobra, and I named it Nog, like in um, Ricky Ticky Tobby, like the Cobra's name is N-A-G, Nag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny, yeah. like Nag Pat, yeah. it's pronounced Nog. Okay. The Brazen oh. Serpent. Okay. Well, again, if you can, uh, you know, when we're done here, if you could uh, reach out to God, send me some worms, or, uh, you know, ask him to <laughs> reveal himself uh, to me, you know, something that, you know, quite possibly Brian or I could could look into that would be tremendously helpful and um, i i would love it if he do that well, I, I would love it if he do something like that for you guys i'll i'll make but a, i mean i can't make him do anything no of course sure. i'll make a commitment to you right now ga if he reveals himself uh to me in a way that i can understand and believe in him the atheist channel i'll rename the the your friendly neighborhood atheist to your friendly neighborhood theist um so yeah, that would be wonderful. <laughs> awesome. Well, GA, uh, I got to move on to our next caller, but I, I do appreciate you taking the time to call in and share your experiences with us. Yes, this has been a fantastic yeah. conversation. I, I look and, forward to hearing more about you. You have more experiences, or you want to go deeper into your experience the next time I'm on. I appreciate I appreciate it, and I look forward to your call. Thank you. Thank you, GA. I hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. You know, I, as terrifying as that is, the thought of, you know, a bug crawling inside me, like, that is genuinely scary, brain bug. But, yes. hey, you know, if if that's what gets me to God, I'm I'm totally open to that. Um, what, what you a worm, yeah. What do you think is, I, I'm wondering if... If there, it really is a worm there that did, for example, bite her, and, and maybe you know, it. I, I don't know what type of. I from, don't don't think any... that likely there are uh, there are flies, and that's what you're going to be dealing with if you see a worm crawling out of a person. It's, it's going to be a fly, uh, and that's going to be a larva, uh, basically a, a maggot. Um, there are a couple of species. The most most famously, you have your bot flies, and they're they're kind of notorious because in, in, in situations they can burrow and get into your skull, and it's uh, it can be bad. Yeah, I don't want a bot fly, Brian. <laughs> no, no, the, those the, uh, as far as wounds, um, that's kind of a wives' tale. I I think the the concept of that uh, of things crawling out of you, it's, it's kind of a, a well established urban legend about. Uh, Oh, you go on a camping trip and you have a, a knot that swells up and keeps swallowing and swallowing it bursts and there's creepy crawlies squirming out of it uh, or worms or, or whatever. 
Um, yes, uh, uh, bot flies are, are terrifying and disgusting, actually. <laughs> I, I don't know that I want one of those, but I guess at the same time, hey, if maybe it is a, a, a bot, bot, bleh, bot fly, uh, that gets me to a belief in God again. Right. Um, it, that'd be a, a kind of a strange way for God to let itself be known through a, uh, what, like a celestial parasite. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, she was, she seemed, uh, like she was, like she believed what she was saying. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think she was, uh, I don't think she was poing us. Uh, I mean, no. I uh, I actually one I didn't recognize when it said Gretchen, but when she said GA, I was like, oh, I just spoke to her before the the show. Um, she's a regular contributor on the Atheist First uh, God Believers uh, page. Yes, is that a Facebook group or just a? Yeah, it's uh, there's a a couple of Facebook groups I stream to, um, and it's like Atheist versus God Believers. Um, I can I can invite you to them. It's a it's a pretty good chat room. Um. Anyways, I also want to say hi. Before we get to our next caller, uh, I haven't done this yet. I want to say hi to everyone in the audience. So, uh, Ian, uh, P, P, what is your name? Is there something else I can call you besides P? Uh, IQ, always a pleasure. KCA, uh, Dragons of Genesis, best name. I, 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 I'm sorry you had to go. I miss you already. Uh, Facebook user. Um, if you're still watching this broadcast, there is a link in the the thing that says, if you want your comments displayed, click here. If you could click that, then we'll see your, your name and uh, photo. And then also, hi to, I think, is that everyone? Hi. Oh, Kim Cunningham. I miss you too. Thanks for watching. And something. Yes. Uh, he's actually my co-host. Do uh, We do... Uh, Every uh, or one Saturday a month is what we've been doing so far. We do a uh, monsters in the Bible kind of as a study with our friend. It's also in the audience there, dragons in Genesis. So yeah, uh, we we talk about monsters and mythology and it's, just have a fun time with it. Uh, so yeah. Well, are you ready for our? By the way, we do still have additional lines open. So if you want to call and share your experiences, it can be anything supernatural uh, or aliens. So I would like to get. Here's our next caller. We've got. Trina from Chicago. What's up, dude? Hi. What's up? How are you doing? I don't know how you expect me to follow that call. Well, you know, I heard you have this special ability, so I asked you to call us and talk about your uh, your powers. Yeah, I could see ghosts. I and, saw Elvis last week. And I guess here's what I'm wondering before you go get into it. Did you have this? Uh, I've known you for quite a long time. Did you have this ability when I knew you in high school or is this something that came? No, I, I just came across this a couple of weeks. No, it's like a month or two ago. So, so I mean, you, it was just, this is a reason. new thing. Trina? What do you mean? You, sorry, did you say yeah. two to three weeks ago? No, it was like a month or two ago. Like it was, it was not long ago. I mean, this is pretty recent. All right. So, if you could go ahead and describe the, this new ability you discovered, I can feel a person's pain with my hand without physically touching them. And 
how did you discover this ability of yours? Well, I, my boyfriend was sitting next to me on the couch and he's got really hairy arms and I was just kind of floating my, my hand over his arm, just feeling the hairs. I wasn't touching his skin. And I went up high enough, like over by his elbow, and I felt a lot of heat on my palm of my hand and okay. like a tingling sensation, almost like when your foot falls asleep. And it was very brief. I'm mean, very, very little, nothing extreme. And, but it was, you know, heat definitely coming off of him. And I told him about it, and he was like, oh, that's really weird because my elbow hurts. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, then I was thinking, okay, why did I feel that? I had Googled and I said, I had read that uh, it was said that the body will give off heat for inflammation or, you know, as a result of being, having pain. So I thought, well, maybe that's just what I felt. And then I tried it again on his back and uh, just to try it, you know, I scanned Mm -hmm. his whole body, but I was over by his back. And his lower back, and I could feel the pain again, or the uh, the tingling sensation again, and the heat. He was like, "Well, I have pain in my lower back," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. Maybe this does work." And I've tried it many times since then um, on many different family members that hear about this, and they're like, "Wow, that's really freaking crazy." You know, let's see if this is really worth it, and if you can actually do anything with it in your life. And I'm like, "Okay, no, I'm not going to be like some crazy healer. You know, I can't fix you, but I can maybe detect it." So my son didn't believe me at all. You know, he's a total skeptic. He doesn't believe in anything. And uh, he had my daughter hit him in the arm and he had long sleeves. It was a long sleeve shirt. And he was like, I don't want you to see the red mark. And I'm like, okay. So they went in the other room and she hit him and I scanned him and I was able to pinpoint the exact spot where she had hit him. And then he was like, wow, maybe you can really do this. And I detected headaches, stomach aches, you know, like indigestion, uh, joint pain, all that kind of stuff. I've even done it on myself, just to test it on myself. Yeah, I really like, you know, here's the best part, Trina. You and I live close to each other. So I am really hoping when we get together for lunch, we can put together a test scenario because I'm getting old. I'm feeling my age <laughs> each and every day. You know, uh, the other day, I actually have footage and outtake when I was trying to record a pre uh, uh, trying to pre-record a video, I sneezed and I was like, Oh, like instantly I felt it in my low back. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, crap. I just told you where my pain was, but I do. Have- well, no, I mean, like, <laughs> I botched that. The, the more the pain, the more the pain, the better I can feel it. Okay. So well- if it's just like a slight pain, it's not going to be as detectable as something that's more excruciating. You know, if, if you just tapped yourself, I'm not going to be able to detect it because you, physically didn't feel any pain you actually have to have pain in order for me to feel that like when my daughter hit my son she hit him hard she was like i punched him good mom <laughs> I'm like, okay so i mean i think that it actually needs to be painful you know i i can't just you know smack you and it not hurt you and then think i'm going to find it this, this doesn't seem to work that way trust me i've tried it so, okay. So here's what I think would be best. I will bring like, we'll meet for lunch. You know what? I'll bring Fitz. I will bring my buddy Fitz. Okay. Um, you know him. He's... Oh, I haven't seen him in so long. Exactly. It'll be a great catch up time. Then I can have him. We'll walk away. I'll have him punch me. Um, and we'll see if you can identify where he hit me. Is that, is that 
accurate of how it would work? Yeah, it is very accurate. I would have to, I wouldn't know where he had hit you. So I would have to scan your whole body and the same way as, you know, I mean, you can be wearing a long sleeve shirt, but if you're wearing a coat, you know, things that are heavy and thick, I'm not going to be able to feel the heat through it. So as long as that, if you don't want me to see any red marks or anything, just cover your skin with like some thin cloth or something, because the heat isn't going to radiate through your clothes, through the jacket. It doesn't go that far. Interesting. Okay. So Brian, <laughs> there's a possibility that this may not be a supernatural ability, but an entirely natural ability. Like what if she is more heat sensitive? I don't, I don't, you know, um, I'm not really familiar with how that would I'm, work. I'm being a nerd over here the whole time that you all were talking about uh, experimenting on this. Um, I do have some science. <laughs> oh, I, good. I, I do. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know how sound how sound the science is because humans don't have like electroreceptors like what you see, and there are mammals with electroreceptors. Uh, uh, platypuses, for instance, that's why they have the hairless. Uh, beak. It's not really a beak. It's, it's basically an yeah, electroreceptor. Now, we don't have those in our body, so to speak, but does not mean we're not uh, capable of picking up on uh, electromagnetism. And, and all life has uh, electric current running through it of some, of some degree. Uh, as far as uh, injuries and, and, and such go, I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely something you can put to the test, but it, we we do have uh, you know some evidence to show that 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 animals can pick up on electric frequencies of other animals, and sharks in particular pick up on uh, the wounded or injured fish. You know, they, uh, a wounded fish is going to put off a different uh, different frequency, I suppose, than a uh, than a you know a healthy fish, so that's where they'll, where they'll target, or a seal, or whatever animal they're hunting. Uh, so it's it's definitely not out of the question for us to detect at some point some subtlety in the, the human systems to to pick up on electrical frequencies, and maybe some people could be uh, better at it than others. Uh, there's some old wives' tales, uh, of course, about uh, the iron in your body helping uh, you set your directions uh, when you're walking, you know, that you can, that you get, some people have a better sense of direction uh, that they attribute it, you know, I, and I don't know how founded it is that that can be attributed to uh, electroreception and maybe just uh, intuition uh, instead. But now are you talking about when you say the electro, are you talking about like the actual like tingling that I feel like when your foot falls asleep, like that kind of feeling? Uh, it could be. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how that happens. Uh, well, the tingling you feel in your in your body when your foot goes to sleep, uh, I think that's more uh, related to. Well, it, it, there there could be something related to the electrical uh, currents in your body there, but uh, I guess more about uh, about cutting off, uh, basically cutting off your nerve endings, uh, and then them reconnecting and and finding each other and kind of. That's what you're what you're feeling there. And correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody uh, has any more science on that than what I've you know got here? Most of my stuff I know from from being a, a nerd. I don't just like bugs, I like sharks too. So I, I read about sharks a lot, and uh, 
and kind of know some things about them as well. So interesting though, that you're going to be able to actually put this to the test there, Ethan. I know I'm Trino. Do you think it would be okay if we re- recorded this or would you just rather no cameras? Oh, definitely. And we just... You want to re- like video it or something? Yeah. Totally. So here's what I'm thinking. Well, uh, IQ in the comments made a really good point. Uh, there should be three of us. So we have like a control group, the control group set up and we can test this with all of us and you'll determine which one, which one of us have been hit um, and which one of us haven't. Does that sound like something you'd be up for? That would work as long as you still felt the pain. Oh, like, of course. Let's pretend person number three was the one that was hit. Now I just scanned all of person number one's body, all of person number two's body. By the time I get to person number three, is that person still going to be feeling the pain from when they got hit? Right. You know what I'm saying? You actually need to be feeling the pain in order for me to feel it. Okay. So what about, okay, obviously we're not going to have you look at my back because I already told you my back hurts, but I feel pain uh, in my low spine. Is that the type of thing you would be able to detect? Do you do like a, like a, as long as it's painful, if you oh, feel it's painful. pain, <laughs> then I can feel it. It just has to be painful. You can have a headache and I can feel it. Oh, you, as long as you feel pain, I can feel the pain. If it's something like you injured, you stubbed your toe a week ago, I'm not going to be able to feel that. You know, it has to be something you're feeling pain at that exact moment. Do you, so is, do you just hover your hand over the area, just over the, like, you hover your hand over the body and, and look for, and feel for heat? Is that... I feel for the heat. Yeah, I feel for the heat, and I feel for the tingling sensation. And you're not making any kind of physical contact at all. You're just hovering your hand over them. No, I do not. Yeah, I do not touch the person at all. Okay. I just come like an inch or two above the body, and I just run my hand over it very slowly all over the place. And I can feel uh, differences. So it'll feel a little bit warm. As soon as I feel the heat, that's when the tingling starts. It's not constant. And the more painful the person, you know, the more painful it is, the more heat I feel and the more of a tingling sensation there is. So it's just a stronger feeling. I am truthfully... But I definitely don't touch the person. I do not actually touch them. Okay, so you won't be copping a feel on me or anything. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Well, Trina, you and I have to set the date then so we can get this uh, get this taken care of. And hopefully in the next few weeks, uh, you and I can both line this up because this would be really cool. Sure. Like, obviously, more than okay. anything else, I'll be excited to see you again. You know, been one of my longest oh, friends. And for the audience watching, uh, you are an atheist, so everyone knows. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely skeptic, and I want to know why I feel these things. It- it really shocked me when I found out I was able to do it not once, not twice, but quite a few times and with very good accuracy. I mean, there's only been not even a handful of times that I've gotten it wrong. And then when I do get it wrong and I say, okay, I feel it here. And the person says, well, there's no pain there. It actually scares me when, when they say that, because then I'm like, okay, well, what am I feeling is there something there that they don't know? You know, is there a tumor? You know, I don't know what, what I'm feeling that they don't. 
And so that kind of scares me knowing how often I've actually gotten it right. If it was just like a flip of the coin, 50-50 shot, then I'd be like, okay, it's just some weird thing. You know? right. But because I get it right almost all the time, then I'm like, okay, why, why is this happening? Why can I do this? And you're open, I, you know, I don't, you're open to the possibility that it's not supernatural and it's just a natural. Oh, I don't even, I don't think it's supernatural to begin with. Oh, I just think that it's something that I, maybe I have, you know, more nerve endings in my palms than some people, you know, there's not everybody's going to walk around and try it. You know, I mean, everybody at home could try it themselves, you know, hit yourself really hard in the legs. And run your hand over your over that spot and see if you feel a heat difference, you know, from your knee to your thigh, and see if it works. I mean, that's the only way I could. But who does that in their free time? You right. know, this is I just happened to stumble upon this by accident. Well, I am glad you uh, you stumbled upon it, and uh, again, I'm excited to move forward and test this with you. That's uh, that's going to be very very. Uh interesting to see i'm i'm looking forward to catching that as well yeah and what i'm definitely going to do is you you know puck i'm going to ask him to help me set up these test scenarios because he's probably going to think of everything i don't think of so we can make this uh you know as good a test as possible oh robin check your dms uh you should still uh call in uh trina thank you for calling in and it was really nice talking before you go i just want to ask how long did that that mantis stay alive we were talking about oh he's still kicking is he kicking. Oh, that's, that's cool yeah yeah he's really big but yeah he's he's getting fat <laughs> yeah is he been eating flies yeah flies cricket um these worm things uh like little i don't even know what they're called i got a whole array of bugs <laughs> they'll eat like a mix as long as i feed it to them by hand All right. Well, uh, that, that's great. I, I'm glad it's still alive and and, and still uh, still doing good. Right. Yes. Thank you for calling, Trina. And I'll be messaging no you after this. You guys this. have a good night. You too. You too. All right. This is going to be so awesome, Brian. This will be the first time I get to test and investigate. Uh, you know, I, I guess I can't call it a supernatural claim because she, you know she's not convinced it's supernatural but this will be really cool yeah it's interesting yeah um really uh really quite interesting uh i'd like to see where things go i'd I'd like to know what she's detecting the heat uh you know it's like uh dragons and genesis was singing out there you know you hurt your joint or whatever it gets inflamed it gets it's warm but you know how sensitive a person can be to that i know i got a hand because i play stringed instruments that I can I can turn bacon with these fingers. I can't feel nothing through the end zone. So I wouldn't be feeling uh feeling any heat uh with this hand and this hand might seem more sensitive because of it, but that's subjective. Yeah. All right. You ready? Uh we have another caller. Oh, and yeah. uh I'm I, I don't want to hey Robin, you are on with uh yeah. Brian and Ethan. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. So I, I, I was about to blurt this out, but I, I don't want to misrepresent you. You are a, a psychic or was it medium? 
or what, what, what um, specifically do you I honestly either term kind of thinks but um I, I just stick with spiritualist honestly because we're all a little psychic oh can you tell me about your your ability specifically brian because i'm a bit familiar with it but i would like brian to hear sure um so you're just talking about like how I got into being more spiritual and how that led to like tarot and you know that kind of thing. Yes, cuz you've you've made predictions before, correct? Yes, uh-huh. Okay, yeah, could you tell uh Brian and our audience a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. Um so at a point when I was much more often meditating and you know connecting to you know what what a spiritualist would call higher self. Um, through time and through practice, I got what I felt to be very connected to things and started doing readings for strangers so I could, you know, hone my ability and, um, I don't know, feel, feel confident in it. And I had, I probably had about six or seven really intense, detailed readings, um, back more years ago, more often than recently anyways, but uh, some of those readings, the one that I shared with Ethan before was I had just started taking this uh, intuitive tarot class and I wanted to practice on strangers. So my um, husband at the time was working um, at a hospital and got me these two girls that were interested in giving it a go. And so I took them both into a room and I pulled some cards and the two very specific different messages that I got for one of the women. It was about a new life coming into her life and uh, not like a child. I didn't feel a child, but I, I didn't feel a person, but I felt a new life. I didn't really know what that meant at the time. Okay. And then I also very specifically saw her taking a three-day cruise um, off the coast of Florida. Um, and then for the other woman, I felt very strongly about her husband who I felt was on the other side of the world um, and pinpointed that. And then also felt like there were some shady things happening and that she was going to be really close with her family in the future. Um, both of them kind of laughed and were like, this is stupid. And then I get an email, I think it was six months or so later from my then ex-husband <laughs> um, saying Wait, that these girls you were, were mind blown. Sorry. Huh? Sorry, that's not relevant. I didn't know you were married at one point, but, that's not relevant. for a very brief time. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> so I get an email about six months later saying these girls are mind blown because the first woman, um, she or her children bought her a puppy and then a three day cruise uh, in the Florida Keys. And then the second woman found out just a couple months later that her husband, who was in I think it was Japan or South Korea, one of the two, um, had been cheating on her they, as the marriage ended and her family, who had not been in her life for like a decade previous, uh, came rushing back into her life and supported her during that crazy time. Um, and that was the first thorough experience that I had with two complete strangers. Okay. Uh, so questions, uh, I've been, I guess that's why you called, so you're okay with that. Uh, does the person have to be with you to be able to do these readings? 
Could you do a reading like for me no. over this distance? Yeah, it can be done from a distance, absolutely. Okay, uh, is there anything that you that you could tell me or or Ethan? I mean, if you're more comfortable with that, uh, that that would kind of validate what you're what you're claiming. So at this point, so one of the things about being connected to you know being able to feel, sense, hear, see these things is your mental state. And your okay. spiritual practice. And I have not been in a good spiritual practice for a while, which is why I haven't read for quite some time. So I, I don't feel comfortable doing it at this point until I'm <laughs> back in a peaceful state where I can do that easily. Okay. Uh, when you're all kind of emotionally messed up, <laughs> you can't you can't connect as easily. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything like... I'm trying to think how to word this. Is there anything uh, I can do or anyone can do to help get you um, like in a uh, more positive headspace where you could do these readings again? It's it's about me kind of fixing my own life, honestly. When I when you're in a nice spiritual practice where you wake up and you meditate for 30 minutes and you're not super stressed out about all sorts of things, then it's much easier to connect. I've been in a stressful point for quite some time, so it's not flowing with me at the moment very well, not for, for a couple of years, honestly. Well, I it's kind of dormant right now is, is what I'm, I'm gathering then. At this point in time, it's dormant. You wouldn't be able to uh, utilize the ability. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to connect quite as strongly as I would in a point of peace in my life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I when you do get back to this point, one thing I would like to revisit, if possible, is to have you uh, do the. I, I think you and Je uh, sorry, you Jenna Belk and I spoke about this a, a few months what? back about getting uh, having you and Sierra do a do a reading and send it to us. Would you still be? open to that when you get your your groove yeah absolutely i actually did um, when we talked a few months ago i did write out a whole bunch of things for you um and that notebook is missing but i still don't even feel confident about that because of where i was but once uh once i'm in a better place i would absolutely love to do that yes totally yeah that would be uh that would be really cool if we could um you know, I, were you, were you familiar with a few, well, I should say probably about six weeks back when I asked uh, a bunch of witches on my Facebook to curse me? Oh, yes. I remember that very well. <laughs> so I, you know, while I personally do not, you know, believe it, I'll be entirely transparent. My life like went to shit the day I did that. Um, and again, though, I, I think... Did anybody actually say they were going to do that? Because most witches or, you know, spiritualists would not ask harm or negativity on anybody because it reflects right back on yourself. So I'd be surprised if people would have been willing to do that. Oh, yeah. One in particular sent me a pretty nasty message and was like, you want to curse? You got it. Here, here's the oh. here's the good news for those who are watching. Uh, I I did go out with someone who uh, this is probably maybe a month ago. I'm trying to remember the date specifically, mm -hmm. but 
and I was telling her about this, and she is a quote white witch. And uh, I, I've got a little prop here with me. She gave me this. She did something. I, are you? Do you know what this is by chance? Amethyst. Uh, I'm actually only calling, and I can't see. Oh, okay. So uh, she gave me this and did some type of. I don't want to say blessing, or I, I don't remember what she called it, but she did something like over my body. And uh, she was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to reach out. I want to know who this witch is so I can talk to her. I'm like, look, I, I don't need battle of the witches going on. I'll just take the positive <laughs> vibes and I'll be good with that. So uh, I did promise her I would keep this, uh, you know, near me uh, for a little while until things got better. So I have kept it in my car um, and so I just brought it in so I could uh, show everyone. But I I actually don't know what it is. <laughs> I feel bad. She gave it to me and I was like, look, yeah, cool. I'll keep it. I have no idea what this is though. I think, I think it's amethyst. Okay. That looks like, so it's some type of crystal that's wrapped up. Is it purple? What color is purple. that? Purple. Yes. Okay. So it's probably amethyst, which in the spiritual world, um, when you look into different stones and crystals and things, they all have different vibrational frequencies and different things that they do. And I think that the um, amethyst tends to transmute negative energy into positive. So that's probably why she gave it to you. Uh, and then she also recommended yeah. I burn sage, but I can't yep. <laughs> like while, while I'm open to those things, I just, I don't know. Like if someone wants to burn sage for me, awesome. Yeah. But don't um, you have to cleanse your space to burn sage, right? Don't you got to burn it in your, around where you're going to be. So you're saying someone can come to your house and burn sage in your. Robin, what are the rules of engagement when it comes to sage? Like, can someone do that for me or does it have to be me doing it? So if you're doing sage in your space, then it's going to help cleanse out the energetic realm of that area. If someone's doing sage for you in their space, it's more of their intention and their energies that they're sending to you more than anything. I don't think, I mean, personally, I don't think it has as much of a, an effect on your space, okay. but energy is transmitted through space and time without a question. So it's a hard one to answer. I would think it's more powerful in person, but anybody giving you positivity from a distance is going to affect you positively. Uh, Brian, did you have any other questions for Robin? Uh, well, just about that what we just, what she just said there is kind of, that's kind of an interesting uh, perspective on things, which is what we're doing here, the perspective. So uh, uh, anybody doing uh, positive work for you affects you. It, it, like do they have to actually be a, what do you say, like a magical practitioner or just anybody and everybody sending positive energy your way. Is that kind of what I'm getting? Yeah, and just like if you guys have talked about Reiki at all, which is energy healing, you can do that in person very effectively, but you can also do it from a distance very effectively. That's just about connecting with the other person and um, trying to invest that positive energy into their space. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's ways we could, I guess, independently test things like that as well. Um, 
So it affects their like when when you send somebody the positive energy, the uh, you say Reiki energy. Yeah, um, Reiki. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it? What is it? What is it uh, having an effect on like the probability around them of things going favorably for them, or just is it affecting them directly? What, what is the energy doing uh, essentially? What what is the effect of the energy? My perspective on it is that it influences the energy of the individual. And I don't know, have you guys ever talked about um, the laws of attraction before? Oh, no, go ahead. Well, yeah, sounds interesting. Okay, so it's uh, the laws of attraction tie into this. So it's, and, and this is just a psychological thing too, not necessarily spiritual. Um, if you have a negative mindset, then your perspective shifts to seeing more negative things and you feel like there's more negativity. Uh, if you're inputting energy into somebody else that is positive, it can help affect the different thoughts that they have to be more positive so that things seem more positive because they have more of a focus on those positive things, as well as if you are in tune to the feeling of vibrations and whatnot, you can actually feel when someone is putting, like, you know what, okay, I'm going to try this right now just for funsies. So right now, I am sending you, Ethan, some really positive vibes. Please, I need them. If you're sitting, yeah, if you're sitting in some silence, um, just feel your body. And if you feel a little bit of tingling right now in your hands, or you feel a little bit of tingling in your chest, um, or you feel like just it, it's hard to explain if you're if you haven't like dealt with energy much or tried to identify it. But if you feel right now, I am shooting some serious positive vibes around you. Do you feel anything? No. It's all right. I'm sorry, Robin. I'm still sending good vibes. And it's, and so if you take time in silence when you're not maybe running a show and you ask me or someone else to do this, you might actually feel a shift within yourself. It almost feels like you have um, uh, magnets or something. Like, I, I don't, it's hard to describe, but there's times that you'll be able to actually physically feel those vibrations, whether positive or negative. So sometime when you're not on a show, Give me a call and we can play around and I'll send you some good vibes or send you some bad vibes and see if you actually feel it in those moments that you're not distracted by anything else. That's good a way to great test. idea. Um, I would love to do that, Robin. That would be a good opportunity to test and see if uh, I can feel them. We should try and uh, maybe this week's a little bit busy, but next week we should totally do this. Yeah. Awesome. And then another thing that you can do on your own and anyone can do, I think we talked about this during our last conversation is if you have different plants, take three different plants, put them in a similar space and focus on each one with a different energy. Focus on one with love, focus on one with hate and anger and disgust, and then ignore the other one. And you can see how it affects the plants individually. And even though that's not a person, it at least shows the effect of your thoughts and your feelings on a living object right in front of your face. Well, I'm excited to do this. Um, 
we do got to We have one more caller, so we have to wrap this up. But Brian, did you have any last questions? No, I'm just laughing at how you're the, the the guinea pig for all of this stuff. It's going to be, you know, I throw my feet to the fire, man. Like again, you know, I am open to to being wrong here and people having legitimate uh, uh, abilities. So I'm totally down. I'll be the guinea pig for all of this. If you want to make a voodoo doll of Ethan, give us a call. At- <laughs> <laughs> I don't do the bad vibes, but maybe you'll find that bad witch to do that for you. And it's oh. been a pleasure talking. I look forward to talking soon. Awesome. Thank you, Robin. And I Thanks, hope you Robin. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. All right. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll keep getting people uh, from the uh, hopefully Chicago area and we'll be able to anyone who makes these claims. I'll, you know, we'll put them up like for a weekend. I'll bring everyone out and we'll just try and knock them all out at once. <laughs> do like, uh, well, and then from there you go on and of course do the what the James Randy challenge where you uh, can win the money uh, by proving uh, something supernatural has happened. I would, I would love to, uh, to participate in some kind of endeavor of that nature. Uh, all right. Are you ready for our last caller? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's have hey, it. We have dragons in Genesis. How's it going? It's going. How's it going with you? Doing well, man. How you been? I'm, I'm good. I'm 2020 has actually been surprisingly good for me. Which has kind of given me like a weird sense of survivor's guilt because everyone I know is having like a really crap year and I, I kind of feel guilty about that. Uh, but no, no, li- life is good for me. So good, yeah. good. Uh, what do you got for us? So I have a special ability. Ooh. I can always get someone the perfect Christmas birthday and anniversary (laughs) it's always exactly what they want even if they don't realize that that is what they wanted i am holding you to that can you get me the perfect gift um it would require about an hour of work but i can actually do something better than buying you the perfect gift what's that i can teach you how to how to use this ability because this is something you can do that would be uh that would be great because uh i am terrible like absolutely terrible at getting uh uh, birthday gifts and christmas gifts oh yeah see i'm i'm horrible at it too unless i use this trick okay because i i always get the wrong thing but i i developed this trick I don't know, about 15 years ago, and I've been using it ever since. And everyone says that I always buy them the absolute best gifts. And they're like, how did you know that I needed this? And it's it's actually very easy. Here's what you do. You you sit down with somebody, and you're you're just having a conversation with them, okay? And during the conversation, you say, hey, man, what do you want for your birthday? And they always say, I don't know. Just get me whatever. 
And that's because they're not thinking about it. They don't know what they want. Right. So you pressure them a little bit. Say, oh, come on. You know, I, I need some help here because I'm really bad at this. You know, do you want something that's, uh, you know, like uh, like some kind of experience, you know, like concert tickets? Do you want something that's useful? You know, well, what is it that you want? You know, and just kind of coax them a little bit. And they're going to say, I don't know. And so you push them just one more time to just really plant it in their minds that you want them to tell you and they're going to say i don't know that's when you change the subject and you start talking about something else entirely in about 10 or 15 minutes they will randomly start talking about something that they want to buy something they want to do something they want to see and that's what you buy them all right well <laughs> it always works it all like what I have done this, I don't know, uh, with my girlfriend for like 12 years in a row. I always give her the best gifts. And she's like, How did you know I wanted this? And I'm like, <laughs> You kind of told me. And she's like, No, I didn't. I'm like, Yeah, I tricked you into telling me again. And yeah, now it's to the point where I have to be really subtle about it. Because she's kind of on the lookout for it. Right. But I, I've taught some of my friends, like one of my buddies, um, he's always like picking out the wrong thing for his wife. And I'm like, dude, you can get her to tell you. And he's like, no, no, no. She never tells me. I'm like, no, no, no. You have to trick her into telling you. And I teach him the trick. And all of a sudden he's like, dude, it worked. And so now he does the same thing. And I'm like, don't tell her about the trick. Okay. Um, so it, it's less effective if they know that you're trying to do this to them. Uh, but yeah, do that. You, all you do is you push them into thinking about what they want and then back off and let their subconscious go for a little bit. And then 10 or 15 minutes later, some part of their brain will come up with an answer, something that they want. And all you have to do is keep your ears open. And they will literally tell you. And all of a sudden, you look like the coolest person on earth because you always get someone the best gifts. And half the time, they have no idea that they even told you. Well, thank you. Uh, that sounds uh, <laughs> promising. Uh, very, very, uh, very promising psychological technique to, <laughs> to convince someone to, to, to open up a... a it, and, and give you information they didn't even intend to. That's brilliant. Awesome. Well, dragons. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. Oh, uh, I think that may, I think something similar to that may have happened with that last caller. She did a tarot reading for a woman and told her, you're going to take a three day Florida cruise. Months later, her family buys her a three-day Florida cruise. If you tell someone about a vacation that they're going to take and it's appealing to them, there's a good chance they're going to start talking about it, even if they don't realize they're talking about it. And if their family is attentive, even if one member of the family is attentive, they'll say, hey, your mom's been talking about this Florida cruise for the last three months. Why don't we get her a Florida cruise? And the woman may not have even known that she was broadcasting what she wanted. And so 
by doing the tarot reading, she may have implanted the idea of the Florida cruise. And then the, the, the person who got the reading tells people about it unwittingly. And then someone was attentive enough to pick up on it. They got the family together. They all chipped in. They buy the Florida cruise and self-fulfilling prophecy. All right. Well, um, I'll definitely consider that trick for the future. Uh, I do appreciate you calling it and sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I said, tell people how to use it, but don't tell people that you're using it on them. And you can always be the best gift giver. Well, thank you. I will uh, definitely you, take your advice. I appreciate you calling in. And uh, I don't know if you're going to watch the debate tonight, but I am. I'm actually thinking about streaming it live in a few minutes and, uh, you know, uh, having people on to talk about it. Who are you debating? Oh, sorry. The presidential debate. Oh, oh. The one happening I, I, in 20 minutes no between going on. between Dumb and Dumber. I live under a rock. <laughs> dumb and Dumber. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, again, thanks for calling in. We got to wrap up here, but uh, stay safe out there and healthy. Thanks, Dragons and Genesis. Take it easy, and I will check y'all next time. All right. Have a good one, man. See you soon. Yeah. I uh, So I won't be streaming this to my YouTube. It's going to be Facebook only because there's some weird rules about like restreaming other things, but uh, I believe uh, Jenna and I have been talking. We might be doing this together. I'll find out when I get off the broadcast. But if you are on my Facebook, it's going to be a Facebook-only stream. And then uh, I would like to talk about a couple things I got going on. Uh, tomorrow, I am, I'm not hosting, sorry. My, my platform is hosting the uh, first ever Atheist LGBT, uh, LGBTQIA+. Uh, roundtable, and it will be hosted by Vila Bianca, and uh, our guests will be the Dishonest Ape, Junk Shop, Junk Shop Library, and Jen's Little Corner. And then tomorrow, on my uh, also on my other channel, YouTube.com/slash YFNA News, I have two Republicans coming on, and I'll be interviewing them and asking why they support Donald Trump, and that will be in black and white. Uh, One is a Christian Republican and the other is, wait for it, an atheist Republican. I found the leprechaun. So uh, yeah, that's going on tomorrow at 5 p.m. Brainbug, what do you have going on? Uh, Well, uh, Thursday I'll probably be, uh, things are going to be political for the next both of us, I guess, are going to have some political stuff coming up here for the next few weeks, up until the election. But Thursday, uh, I'll probably be on uh, Math Picks channel, uh, where we do a open mic night, and the the topic is actually going to be uh, about the debate. So I, I do need to I do need to catch that. Uh, I I also wanted to update people that we were we had scheduled for an episode of We Have the Science uh, for with Erica from Gut Sick Gibbon for tomorrow. And that's that's actually uh, been uh, been pushed back, so that should be next week. Uh, we'll get a time and date ironed out for that. Uh, I have Monsters in the Bible coming up again on the tenth. Uh, you'll see me there. I've got uh, Santi the Sane and uh, Dragons in Genesis, and we will have a special guest that I'll be announcing uh, here in the next week or so. Uh, 
it's ex exciting for me. So uh, we'll have a special guest for that. And uh, other than that, uh, I got my October stuff coming up. Uh, you know, I'll share my October video out in the next couple of weeks and we'll see where we go from there. Sweet. Well, as always, Brainbug, it is a genuine pleasure to uh, get to co-host uh, the show with you, which we do uh, together every other week. So Brian will be back two weeks from today. Next week, I'm actually still working on a special guest. So we'll, uh, I cannot announce that just yet, but we'll see who's going to be here. Um, everyone who called in, thank you for taking the time to share your experiences with us. Um, it's always nice to hear other perspectives and, and stories. I'm hoping one of these days we do get someone uh, calling on behalf of aliens or, uh, uh, sorry, a belief in aliens. That would be, uh, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. Anyways, make sure, oh, make sure you like and subscribe. Thank you to my patrons, Cindy Plaza, Trina DeLuca, Kenneth Leonard, Kathy Leto, Ian Davenport, best name ever, Blazing Wizard Pope. Uh, you are awesome. Uh, Brain Bugs li links for his channel are in the description. Make sure you check them out. And I hope everyone enjoys the worst presidential debate we're ever going to see coming up in about 17 minutes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, be safe out there and have a good night, everyone. <laughs>